Blog Talk Radio. Hey, folks, I hope you guys are rocking it today. This is an exciting, it's just exciting, exciting time. Now, I'm running just about two seconds, three, what was this? Uh, no, we were running three minutes behind. And this is my accountability day. I, I meet with a powerful group of men, ranging from my daughter's former boyfriend, who is 19, I think, years old, to my pastor, to several businessmen, including the doctor, one of my orthopedic surgeons, uh, powerful guys that I, I learned from. And, it, and I don't know if you guys have been listening the whole time, but part of what we've studied is that you need to create an environment for people where, where they're always growing and where you're always growing. And when I get with this group of men, not only do I get to mentor, but I get mentored. And I love that. Today we are in Chapter 9 of John Maxwell's book, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. This show today is sponsored by Richard Brooke and, and uh, over at Bliss Business and Orrin Woodward over at Life. Uh, both of these guys are phenomenal coaches, teachers, trainers. They've written phenomenal books. And like John, their passion is to raise up leaders. And I love having folks that, that – Trust me enough to sponsor our shows. But today, the law of the ladder, character growth determines the height of your personal growth. Over on Facebook today, I put up a, a picture, and here's what it states. Your true character is revealed by the clarity of your convictions, the choices you make, and the promises you keep. Hold strongly to your principles and refuse to allow the current of convenience what you say and do defines who you are and who you are, you are forever. And that's where we're at today. Doug Fireball, my my business associate, who's the founder of the Home Business Radio Network, actually states this, achievement to most people is something you do. To the higher achiever, it's something that you are. I think that is some of the most powerful words that you can you can play on. It's important that we understand where you're going. John opens up with a story. He says, soon after I moved to Florida, I met John Anderson, or Jerry Anderson. It didn't take long for us to become good friends. Jerry's a wonderful person and a very successful businessman, but he didn't start out that way. His story is a testament to how character growth determines personal growth and how personal growth leads to personal success. How character growth determines personal growth and how personal growth leads to personal success. I believe everybody listening probably is looking for personal success. That's important. Jerry grew up in Ohio, and after graduating from high school, he began working in factories as a mechanic, a dye maker. Though he was good at his trade, worked hard, and was successful, it wasn't enough for him. His, his ambitions... He was very ambitious. He wanted to do more with his life than spend his career in a secure job or collect gold watches when he retired. He wanted to be successful in business. So he left the factory job and set off on a career as an entrepreneur. Now, it's interesting. Now, listen to this. His first business venture involved selling precision tooling manufacturing uh, equipment, I think, in Japan. The product was good, and Jerry knew his field. But the timing of the business wasn't optimal. This was in the early 70s, and at that time, the label Made in Japan wasn't seen as positive. 
though Japanese manufacturing had come a long way since the early years of World War II. Undented, Jerry went and wanted to try again. He changed his strategy. This time he became part of a network marketing venture. Hardworking and ambitious, he poured his efforts into the new business, but this time everyone in the organization failed when the state investigated the organization and shut it down. Been there, done that this year. Even after that, Jerry was determined not to give up. By this time, he was living in California. He started a classified ad newspaper with a friend, Bernie Torrance. He also had an interest in a franchise in Ohio that published a weekly real estate magazine. For three years, he gave that business everything he had, yet it was still failing. But it was around that time that Jerry went to see John Schnock, a man Bernie looked up to partner with in business. Jerry asked John how he had managed to be successful in his business dealings, and John confided in him that he based his business dealings on values and principles. Huh? What values and principles, Jerry asked. These, said John, taking a small homemade book out of his breast pocket. It contained sayings taken from the book of Proverbs and sorted by subject. John always carried it with him. Anytime I have a business problem or a question, I get the book out for an answer. John gave a copy of the little book to Jerry and encouraged him to use it. Interesting, isn't it? A business based on values and principles? Jerry sensed that if he was to be a successful businessman, he needed to learn how to think like one. With that in mind, he got together five or six other people, and they committed to meet once a week. That's what I just did. They meet for an hour, and they study principles in the little book. Jerry moved back to a hire to be closer to John. He did consulting for the time, but it wasn't long before he wanted to start another business. Building on what he'd already learned, he began working with another real estate magazine. This time, it grew to be the largest publication of its kind in the United States. Wow. But see, you've got to spread your principles. That's the key. And the way you've got to be able to do that is to live by them and walk by them. We learned about this in Simon Sinek's book, Clarifying Your Why. That's the powerful thing about this when you think about it. How do you do your business? Do you, do you go by the, by the idea that, that you can have a set of business principles and a set of personal principles and values? I did for a long time. And then I realized, you know what, it's all about the value of the character. Professors James Coos and Barry Posner have spent more than 25 years surveying, surveying leaders in virtually every type of organization. And it's interesting because what they do is they send out a, a questionnaire called the Characteristics of Admired Leaders. 75,000 people on six continents, Africa, North America, South America, Asia, Europe, and Australia, just to give you a few examples. What they ended up doing is they wrote the book, The Leadership Challenge. We've covered it on this radio show. And here's what they write. In almost every survey conducted, honesty has been selected more often than any other leadership characteristic. Overall, it emerges as the single most important factor in the leadership-constituent relationship. The percentages vary, but the final ranking does not from the first time we conducted our studies, honesty has been at the top of the list. That's powerful, folks. And yet we see businesses every day fail because of dishonest people. So how do you build your character ladder? 
you got to have rungs in a ladder for it to work. I mean, we all agree with that. Whether whether you agree with my my teaching styles or what John writes, at the end of the day, you got to climb the ladder. Otherwise, you're not going to go anywhere. So let, write this down. I think this is important. Number one, I will focus being better on the inside than on the outside because character matters. I will focus on being better on the inside than the outside because character matters. See, so many times we get wrapped up in society on the outside. Does he look good? What's he wearing? How much did it cost? When you get right down to it, Tom Elmore, who's also a good friend of John's and somebody that I respect as a teacher and a coach and a mentor, uses the image of an iceberg. See, our outside makes up 10%, but the inside, the 90% you never see, that's the character. John has written this in the past, but listen to this. Our reputation comes from what others believe about our outside. Our character represents who we are on the inside. That's what matters most. Is what you say and do lining up? Again, it goes back to your why. If if your why and your how doesn't line up, then people aren't going to care about anything else. See, your inside influences the outside. Now listen, this is old school stuff. It's nothing new. How many times did your mommy and your daddy say... You're known by the people you associate with. Yeah, heard that one. I associated with a bunch of weird and wacky dudes, let me tell you, and girls, for many, many years. Probably still do for a certain degree. You're known by the people you surround yourself with. So guess what's going to happen? The inside influences the outside. If you've got problems on the inside, you're going to have problems on the outside. You've got to work on the inside because what we believe really matters. We really do reap what we sow. What we do or neglect to do in the privacy of our daily lives impacts who we are publicly, sadly, but truthfully. This is why we see great men and women fall. Pastors, preachers, businesswomen, businessmen. When you want to change your character, when you start having victories on the inside, that will precede your outside victories. That's what changes us as individuals. I meet people every day and I document my inner reaction, my interactions with them. I had somebody this week. They said they they, they were frustrated with me, and it's a personality conflict. I'm very technologically oriented, and I use every medium to communicate that I can, from writing to talking to two or three phone lines at once, three different computer screens in my office, constantly moving around. So this guy writes, "I just don't think the business is good for me." We're going to leave the business. You like to email and you like to text. Well, I hate email, as you guys all know, anybody that's followed me. But I will use email when I'm trying to to give instructions or or explain something. And usually it's early in the morning or late at night before anybody else gets woke up. And most people understand that because I don't want to text them and wake them up, and I'm sure the heck not going to call them. Everybody uses their cell phone. Now, one of the questions that was asked me this week is, is, 
this individual said, Troy, can you give me all the phone numbers to so-and-so? And I said, there's only one. He goes, no, no, I mean his home number, his office number, stuff like that. I said, we all use really one number unless we, we unless you want to classify Google Voice. But for the most part, we just use one phone number. It's our cell phone. Everything's unlimited. So we know phoning is the way. And every now and then I'll text and I'll say, hey, you know what? I can't be on the phone right now. I'm on a three-way call, but I can text. Will that work? But because there was this communication, and I'm understanding there's a communication issue, I didn't just let him quit. I'm willing to push it even further. I'm willing to get on the phone and say, let's discuss this. Let's have a little bit of confrontation if we need to. Let's work this out. See, that's what happens when you're helping to build character in your team and in yourself. None of this passive-aggressive bullcrap. You've got to move forward. Inside victories precede the outside ones. Our, our inside development is something that's totally inside of our control. The outside situations are not. So if we can't determine what's around us, but we can always determine what happens within us, then we want to constantly be looking to add the rungs to the ladder. Do you know many times I've taken old ladders, taken them apart, and you start putting the rungs in a little bit at a time. You put one side in first and then the other side. Well, right now you're adding some rungs to the ladder. Maybe just a two-step ladder, a little bitty step ladder, you know, with two two steps. But you're going to add more rungs to it and make a whole ladder. You might make an extension ladder out of it. Jim Rhodes used to say this, and I think this is great. He said, character is a quality that embodies many important traits, such as integrity, courage, perseverance, confidence, and wisdom. Unlike our fingerprints that you were born with and can't change, character is something that you create within yourself and take responsibility for changing. When people say, Troy, what's one of the, the, the attributes that you look for? What's something that you need from other people that you do business with? I said that they take full responsibility for their actions because I will. Good, bad, or indifferent, I will. And I expect others to now, some people don't. We all know that. But it's important that you think about that. Here's the second thing that I want you to write down. I will follow the golden rule, people matter. I love that because I do that. Now, that frustrates people that I hang with, just like this gentleman that I was on the phone with yesterday, because I'm going to treat you the way I would want to be treated. And I have mentors that have no problem picking up the phone and saying, you're being a jerk. What you just said doesn't make sense. You're not living by the values I've heard you talk about. See, that's what I want in my life, so guess what I'm going to do? You're going to get it when you're on my team. Now, here's what I also do. If somebody doesn't want to engage, if I can tell that, okay, they're not wanting to climb the ladder with me, then I let them go. I work with people that want to be worked with, not the people that may need to be worked with. And I think we've talked about this in the past. That's what Jesus did. Everybody needed what Jesus had to offer. He worked with the ones that wanted what he offered. You didn't see all ten of the leopards get healed. The ones that reached out. You didn't see everybody around the pool get healed, the one that believed. Not every woman that had some menstrual issue got healed, but the one that grabbed his hem did. 
We work with those that want it because everybody needs it. But some of them don't want to work with it. Several years ago, John wrote a book called Ethics 101, which was based on the golden rule. I believe everybody ought to pick it up and read it because it's so powerful. Here's the simple rule of thumb guide for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. That actually comes from the Message Bible, but that's what that's about. I have done numerous trainings on the golden rule. If you were to look at my cell phone, it doesn't have some hot-looking girl on it. It doesn't have some Marine Corps symbol that's on it. It says, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Because if I don't, I can be a real jerk. And I expect people to do the same thing. They don't. But I always have that expectation. Now, when they fall short, that's okay, too. I understand people will. I do all the time. The third thing, I will teach only what I believe because passion matters. I was on the phone, I don't know, maybe a week or so ago with one of my mentors, Harry Wilkes. And we were chatting about things because, I mean, he listen, Harry and I, God put us together, I don't know, now three or four years ago. We were in a, we were in a whole different business. Might have been longer than that. Gosh, time flies. But it's so, it's so fun. Harry's a, a military guy like me, a chopper pilot. He's got a, lo- a marriage long, longer than mine. He's got kids that are just a little bit younger than me. So I've, he's become like my dad. I, I mean, when he listens, I, I, I mean, when he talks, I listen. And I mean, I'm, I, I, he'd probably yell at me if he's on the radio today because what he'd say is, dude, I've, I've learned from you. But we were chatting about this because every now and then somebody will tell me, hey, I want you to teach us about sales or, or about closing and all that. Now, I can do that, but that's not my passion. So I don't touch that. I'll, tell, I'll send people, hey, go to Todd Falcone or go to Jillian Middleton or go to somebody else for that stuff. Because in my mind, God put me on here for relationships, not for all this other garbage. So I believe that when you build it right, and I learned this from Art Williams. I'll tell you exactly where I learned it from. Art, because he said, I believe when you build something with people and it's about the relationship, the rest will work itself out. And I believe that because I believe character matters. And when you work from the inside, the rest of it works out. Do I close as much business as everybody else? Absolutely not. Do I build gigantic teams like everybody else? Absolutely not. Do I have less zeros than everybody else most of the time? Is my family living the life that other people dream of? Yes. We live on an island in a nice small community, except for the middle of the summer when it fills up with tourists. We have very low overhead. We we owe tens of thousands, not millions or hundreds of thousands on our home. We both work from home. We've raised our family. We're raising our granddaughters. We, we, we have enjoyable life. We, we serve other people. We travel. It was just the other day I was out by the pool thinking, there are people that come to Destin, Florida, that save all year long for two weeks, and God has blessed us to allow us to live here for 13 years. Everything's a season. He may pull us out someday. 
But because I only teach people what I believe, I believe passion matters. That's why the people that listen to this radio show understand we may not believe Troy's faith, but we're going to get some rock-solid stuff because he believes it. See, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And I know you can achieve all the relationship building that you want. See, borrowed beliefs have no passion, therefore there's no power in them. I could not get passionate about what John Maxwell teaches if I had not internalized this in my own self. And that in itself is amazing because 13 years ago when we moved to Florida was the first opportunity I had to go to Atlanta to the Catalyst Conference, the first ever Catalyst Conference, 1,500 people at North Point Community Church. And in October of this year, Dalton and I served for the 13th year, and there's 15,000 people showed up. And it all started because John, with a bunch of leaders, said, hey, we need to start a, a leadership conference for the next generation. I have a passion for serving others in a gigantic way. Fourth, and this is big. I will value humility above all other virtues, virtues because perspective matters. This isn't about going around telling everybody, I'm a humble person, you jerk. You know, no. It's about listening to what other people say. It doesn't mean that you're a stepping stone. It doesn't mean that you're somebody's dirty mat under their feet. It means that you're going to live by the golden rule. You're going to live to serve other people. And in serving other people, matter of fact, let's put it a different way, because because my, one of my mentors that passed away last week, you guys know the Zig Ziglar used to put it this way, and I'm paraphrasing. The more people you help, the more, the more money you make. I put it this way. The more people you serve, the more you're blessed. Your life will become abundant. It may not just be in money. It could be in everything. It could be your health, your, your, your passion, your energy, your joy. That's what it's about. People say, well, Troy, serving people. I mean, they, that's, there's nothing powerful about that. What do you think doctors do, nurses do, attorneys do, CPAs do, bankers do, the president does? Most of the time. I mean, seriously. Serving other people is what made this country the greatest country in the world, in my opinion. To serve others, you've got to be humble. Playwright and author J.M. Barry observed this. Life of every man is a diary in which he means to write, or a diary, which he means to write one story and write another. And his humblest hour is when he compares the volumes as it is with what he hoped it might be. Wow. So ask yourself, what have you written down? What is it that you, that you wanted your life to look like and what has it? looks like one of the hardest things as a father is to know that none of my boys listen to the words of wisdom none of my daughters have ever listened to one of my radio shows but one of these days when the good Lord takes me home there will be thousands upon thousands of hours in which my grandchildren will be able to listen to their papa. And just maybe some of the character traits in which we're talking today 
will rub off on some of them. One of the greatest teachers of all time, King Solomon, wrote that we are to leave an inheritance to our grandchildren. And so many times in churches, they act like that's money. The greatest thing that you can leave your grandchildren is a legacy in which they can open up and read and understand the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because from what they glean from that can carry them on to somewhere else. Here's how you do that. You always remember the big picture. Everybody wants freedom. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to live a life that they've dreamed of, so help them. Recognize that everyone has weaknesses, including you. Rick Warren gives good advice about remaining humble. He suggests admitting our weaknesses, be patient with others' others' weaknesses, and be open to correction. Oh, man, I get corrected a lot. You need to be teachable. Be willing to serve others and be grateful for what you have in life. That's so important. Powerfully important. And number five, as we close out the show today, I will strive to finish well because faithfulness matters. I mentioned earlier about my mentor, Harry. Him and Miss Brenda have been together a lot longer than Paige and I have. Their, their boys are in their 30s, so they've been married at least 30 years. I think it's right around there. They have beautiful granddaughters, beautiful daughter-in-laws. That's finishing well. When when men and women can't make it through the seven-year itch, I don't know why they call it that because I learned a long time ago, you don't go messing around. People's got an itch. So I'm going to hang out where I'm at. But I look at Harry and them, not just from business, because he's 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 been in and around, I think, network marketing longer than I have. We were talking, matter of fact, it was funny. We were talking last night. We were at a situation because we're on the same team. And, uh, and and I said, you know, Harry, we're never going to get that award as being the, the the greatest builders in the in network marketing, dude. We're just never. And we were laughing because it, what has happened in our careers, we've, we've been successful far above what the average person in network marketing has been successful, but not near what the, the top echelons have been successful. But But both of us have gleaned something. We have grown as individuals in a way that is so doggone gigantic. Matter of fact, Harry just texted me and said, on June 25th, 46 years of marriage. Folks, that's what striving to finish well means because faithfulness matters. See, the stronger your character, the greater your personal potential. And if I have gotten nothing else out of network marketing, I'll tell you this if I can keep from from getting emotional. I'll tell you this right now. Knowing that I have a friend who cares enough about me to say, Troy, you're not doing things right, and that's what I have in Harry Wilkes, then it makes it all worthwhile. You have to find those people in your life that will hold you accountable, hell or high water. They'll love you through your stupidity. They'll grow with you because here's what's going to happen. You will build one of the greatest teams you've ever known, and you probably won't know how many people your life touched until you get to heaven. That's important. Tomorrow, Chapter 10, The Law of the Rubber Band. Now, that ought to be interesting. Folks, live life like an epic adventure. Stay dangerous, stay strong, and if you're
in network marketing. Act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive powered radio.